Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well, having a great day, evening, weekend, whenever it is you might be sitting down to listen to this. I myself just finished tidying up. I got some uh, Limp Biscuit uh, live at Lollapalooza on YouTube, pumping in the background right now, just living my best life, just sitting down to record this. Before we get into this week's guest, I wanted to talk a little bit about this past weekend's Winnipeg Pro Wrestling Fight at the Museum. The show was at the Manitoba Museum. Over 500 people were there to take in all the action, and it was just an incredible show. I mean, I don't think that there was a single complaint about it. I think I might have heard one thing about the bathroom lines. That was it. And even then, it wasn't that bad. If anything, the biggest complaint was the next show being sold out before intermission was even done, which is phenomenal for them so i mean first off everyone involved from the you know the people backstage the wrestlers you know the bookers the sound men door the ticket takers at the door everyone should be incredibly proud of that event because it was something very special for not just winnipeg wrestling but canadian wrestling uh i mean the fans were hot all night they were rabid they were going nuts and i think uh it was uh it was something very special i mean we got to see some great great wrestlers from out west i mean travis williams from bc making his debut he he fell short in his challenge for bobby shanks wpw championship we got to see the clandestine society out in full force with michael richard blaze stephen crow and taryn from accounting michael allen richard clark was here we also got to see kid chalk at mojabari and i mean you got to see kevin o'doyle putting up a, a big match in that fatal four-way match like i said bobby shank got the win earlier on I'm trying to think what else. I'm drawing a blank right now. I was I was so jacked up for the entire card. Um, Taryn from Accounting, her and Ava Lawless had a fantastic match. Big fan of Ava Lawless, as you know, and also a big fan of Taryn from Accounting. Very proud of what they've been able to do the past little bit on the, the Canadian wrestling scene and even dipping down to the States as well. We got to see Tyler Colton make his return to WPW. Him teaming up with James Corba, facing off with AJ Sanchez and Chisel Chad Daniels. And let me tell you, you have not seen heel heat like you have with Chad Daniels and a WPW crowd. I mean, good on him. He is absolutely crushing it. AJ Sanchez, as fantastic as always. And Tyler Colton and James Corba, both teaming up for the first time, putting up a hell of a fight. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we got to see. Billington Bulldogs making their Winnipeg debut, facing off with Red Hot Summer, Sammy Peppers, and Bryce Bentley. And, I mean, what a hard-hitting match. They came out looking for a fight, and Red Hot Summer was there every step of the way. Um, Michael Richard Blaze, him and James Roth, had what I can only say is a leading contender for one of my favorite matches that I've witnessed this year. I mean, what an incredible fight. The story they told, the match itself, you got to see some incredible uh, incredible high-risk moves from Michael Richard Blaze. You got to see the power of James Roth. And like I said, the story that those two told, huge kudos to both of them because what a fantastic match. 
And we got the night capped off with uh, Jody Threat facing off with, I know I'm going to mess up the name, but uh, Silesia Sparks, if I'm not mistaken, from out Ontario. That was a very, very hard-hitting match. And I mean, it was a short notice after Lefisto unfortunately had to drop off, hoping a speedy recovery for her, and hopefully she'll be able to uh, make her, you know, make her appearance back with Winnipeg Pro Wrestling in the future. But uh, Jody and uh, Silesia had a hell of a fight. Uh, very tough, very hard hitting, and both of them should be proud. Everyone on that card from top to bottom should be proud. What a fantastic night. Now, in about a week and a half, maybe a week's time, depending when you're listening to this, CWE is making their Ontario return with the Hostile Takeover Tour. Now, making his CWE debut and also his Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast debut is my guest this week, Mick Brickhouse McGuire. Now, we talk about weightlifting, we talk territory wrestling, which Mick is a big proponent for. We talk about the glow up that he had going from the baby faced assassin to uh, a grizzled veteran, which uh, I think he really appreciated. It's the be- biggest glow up I've seen since Tajiri and ECW. Let's put it that way. So we talk about all of that. We talk about wrestling, his career, training, and so much more. So without further ado on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, Mick Brickhouse McGuire. So anytime I have a guest on the show, I always like to research beforehand and, you know, find out things about them more and more. And when I was looking you up, there wasn't tons, but I did go to your Instagram. And the first thing I saw was you bench pressing 315 pounds. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) That is no easy feat, but you crushed that with ease. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Have you always been into uh, weightlifting and going to the gym? Quite honestly, no, man. Um, I didn't find uh, find a passion for weightlifting until like the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I've always been a really big kid growing up. I was always like the fat kid growing up, and mm-hmm. uh, once I wanted to start start taking wrestling a little more seriously, it's uh, it comes to a point where you're like, okay, I should actually probably start hitting the gym and actually start, I don't know, taking some stuff seriously rather than just screwing around. Yeah. So uh, I found a passion for fitness actually, and now I, now I'm in school for uh, personal training right now too because nice. because of actually because of wrestling finding they go coincide they coincide with each other right yeah. I stay in shape so I can wrestle and I wrestle so I can stay in shape so it's a it's a two way street there and uh, I just found that uh, my upper body strength is a lot better than my lower body strength and uh, I enjoy I enjoy moving some big weight every now and then. <laughs> You mentioned like getting the start at the beginning of the pandemic and like, I know like, cause gyms shut down and then like everyone oh, was yeah. buying up weights on oh, like, yeah. Kijiji oh, yeah. and <laughs> the prices for some of that you stuff. couldn't was, find anything anywhere. No, it was ridiculous. Like we, we set up a gym in our basement just to be able to keep active. And it's like to try to find that stuff, like you have to special order it all and get oh, it. Oh, exactly. In. So I was lucky that one of my neighbors and around the neighborhood had a, uh, just was given away stuff. So I had a full, not, wasn't the, wasn't the best setup, but it got the job done for until gyms reopened. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, that's, I lost about 40 pounds during that time. I went from 260 to about 220. Oh, wow. Good for you. And uh, yeah, I haven't looked back ever since. So it started a new career for me as well. Hey, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, did you, like growing up, were you uh, active any sports at all? Like, cause I know uh, like, I, I was I, the same boat, so. I played a couple sports. I played baseball. Mm-hmm. My my, I was not my my parents wanted me to play some sports and stuff. I played baseball. I played soccer. I played 
floor hockey. I played football for a couple semesters in high school, but nothing really ever clicked until wrestling. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned, uh, you know, getting involved with weightlifting beginning of the pandemic. Had you started getting into wrestling before then? Uh, yeah, actually. So I started, um, I started wrestling in my grade 12 year of, uh, of high school. So when okay. I was six, I had just turned 16 and, uh, that's when I started seeking out of school. I found Tyson Duke's wrestling factory and I never looked back. Nice. And I, I'm guessing you were a fan growing up. I've been just... a fan. I've been watching wrestling since I can form my first memories. Yeah. Um, my first re- memory in wrestling was seeing Rosie and the Hurricane back in 2004. Okay. I was three years old, and I think that was my la- my my first wrestling memory. I don't know what the context was, but I remember Rosie. Rosie was my favorite wrestler growing up. That's one you don't hear often, no, but like, exactly, I remember right? that, so it's great. And it's something that would totally appeal to like a kid growing up too. Right, know? exactly. It's a super it's a superhero man, he's larger than life. Yeah. Fun stuff, he's punching people in the mouth. Why not? Superhero in training. That's great. Exactly. So, I mean, did you stay through your entire like childhood growing up, or did you just um, kind of check out? So I checked out a little bit from it was right right after. Oh, I'm trying to think of the era it would have been. Oh, man. So I think it was right around the time that uh, the shield had broken up. Okay. Yeah. So that's when I kind of start. I fell out for a couple of years after that. Um, but then uh, for some reason, uh, a buddy of mine, he asked me, hey, do you want to watch Wrestle Kingdom? I'm like, mm-hmm. sure, I'll try. I'll try some some of this new Japan stuff. And I saw Kenny Omega and I'm like, this is some this is, this is some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Although my tastes have changed since I've gotten back into wrestling, I will say that's what kind of got me back into wrestling. Yeah. Kind of a more higher paced, more uh, physical, physical aspect of professional wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. something that like watching some of your matches, you can definitely see that in, in your work. So uh, you can kind of see where it comes from. Um. With uh, like you mentioned getting into training and what was it about that school that really drove you to go there? So, um, to be quite honest with you, uh, the, the, the basis for it at first was it was the closest school around. Um, mm-hmm. it was a half an hour from my house. Um, and it's nice to have one local in the area and what's, uh, what really my, my coach Tyson Dukes, uh, really changed my perspective on professional wrestling. Um, and now because of that, and because of the style that I wrestle now, I have been more influenced by stuff of the past, 80s NWA wrestling, AWA, Mid-South, mm-hmm. all these Southern territories sort of wrestling. And that's, that's what I find to be my favorite nowadays. It was just such a different, different style. And it, everything was so hot back then, yes. no matter where you went immense reactions no matter where you where you were on the card if you're the opener if you're the main event it didn't matter the crowd was always hot and the action was always fun the uh whenever someone mentions that it always reminds me it was like a 1990s halloween havoc i think between the steiners and nasty boys and absolutely and the crowd was just on fire and you wouldn't think of it but no exactly like you think of the nasty like the, the, the steiners um were definitely uh in the later part of the 80s were a, were a very, very hot tag team in, 
what really what really made them was their uh their their matches with the Midnight Express. They've had mm-hmm. they had some great matches with them and the great ma- some great matches with the Road Warriors. Um, but you when you when you think of a hot match, I really wouldn't think Nasty Boys. Um, no. but crazy crowd reactions on some of those older older WCW pay per views before the before the Attitude Era and before. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's kind of a, a an odd uh, golden not maybe not a golden age but there's some gems in there yeah there's some definite gems in there see for like because I mean you're a little bit younger than me and you yeah. know like because even mentioning when you first your first memory so like it, that being your first memory to be able to go back and have all of this like incredible wrestling just to feed off of to learn from like that's it's a huge opportunity for yourself absolutely it's a it's uh going back and watching that some of that older product um it makes me wish that i w- would have been alive during that time to actually mm-hmm. participate in that in that era because everything was just so different and i just i don't know there's something about that time period there's a, there's an allure about it that just draws me in every time i like i was i, I had some time to kill yesterday so i queued up a, a 90s all japan women's match to watch okay. it was bull nakano versus manami toyota and you watch in the crowds then and it's 1990 and compare that to you know like maybe something what wwf was doing and it's night and day and even the action oh, in the ring is different you know so like have you been able to watch go back and watch much of that stuff um i did i've seen i've recently started to get into a little more 90s all japan yeah um the other day i watched a main event i might have been 92 okay it was between uh terry gordy and stan hansen oh wow it was like a 20 25 minute just brutal brawl and Mm -hmm. it was just it kept you enticed the whole time too like it the match went by in like five minutes when it felt like it's it's such a different such a different style of wrestling mm-hmm. and stuff. So a lot of that stuff I'd like to see come back today, honestly. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get your first, uh, you know, first thoughts of training, you know, like heading into that, you know, kind of getting into it. What were you expecting? Was it what you expected? And like, how did that compare? Uh, to be quite honest with you was not, was not what I was expecting. No. Um, uh, my initial, my initial response to going to the training, I was honestly scared. Mm-hmm. so i'm like oh what am i getting myself into i am 16 i don't know what i want to do but you know let's let's give it a shot and to be completely honest it was one of the best experiences that i've ever had in my life yeah and uh just the fundamentals that i was taught and i can do I, what my first expectation was it was kind of I'm going to do all the high flying stuff. I'm going to be doing flips. I'm going to be doing Harkaranas. I'm going to be jumping off the top rope and everything. Mm-hmm. But that's not uh, that's not what they teach at first. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way that it should be done as well. Um, headlock, headlocks, headlock takeovers, snapmares, submissions, chain wrestling. Is You're learning the basics. The fundamentals. And yeah. that's, what, that's what you can put together with absolutely anybody. So I think that was a, a great experience. Are are you still training there regularly or no? Uh, so unfortunately, the place is shut down, and oh. I'm uh, tr- training at a different place right now. Um, just just with a couple a uh, couple of uh, previous students. Yeah. Um, how long until you had your first match after uh, stepping foot in there? So it was a uh, a year and a half after I first started. So I was uh, seventeen, 
and my first match was uh, with Smash Wrestling, actually, in okay. uh, in a show in Tilsonburg, Ontario. Funny enough, I am wrestling at the same in the same town tomorrow, which is just an like, odd coincidence. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, um, yeah, I had a that was my first matchup. It was about a year and a year and a half after I started training. Um, I quite honestly with you, I didn't know how far I was going to get in wrestling, but yeah. after that first match, the bug bit me. Uh- what kind of uh, reaction did you have, like from friends and family, going into that? So, it was a it was a mixed bag, honestly. Yeah. Um, a lot of close family, a lot of close f- friends were uh, very supportive of me, and they're like, you know what, you do what you want to do. If you if yeah. you if this if you want to do this with your life, and you have passion for it, go ahead and do it. I had I had a I had a little bit of uh, had some apprehension from. From some other people in my life as well. Oh, are you sure you want to do this? Is dangerous mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it seems that uh, they've kind of mellowed out after a while. After they've seen me been doing it for about five years now, that mm-hmm. it, it finally kind of settles in. You know what I mean? Has your family been able to see your family's been able to see you wrestle? Oh, absolutely, all the time. They're uh, big, big supporters. Yeah, Number that's good. Supporters of me. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask about what the Ontario scene was like. Cause I mean, based out of Winnipeg, I know, you know, we have our few promotions that run here regularly in Ontario. It's such, there's so much more there. So it's tough to keep track of everything. Yeah, absolutely. So where uh, you're at, a, what's it like? There's a lot of different hotspots in Ontario. Um, Ontario is starting to like really pick, pick up with different promotions and just, there's always something running no mm-hmm. matter where you go any weekend there's always something and they'll always have very cool interesting stuff whether it's demand lucha in toronto mm-hmm. whether it's smash in london in toronto whether it's uh cwf up in st Catharines, c4 in ottawa uh hammerlock wrestling in the little southern ontario towns there's a whole bunch of different promotions destiny up in mississauga impact is starting to run here again mm-hmm. and uh it's to be quite honest with you it's very cool to see kind of another small indie boom mm-hmm. come around this area. Cause Ontario is such a big place, but it's so spread out. Yeah. So at one end of the country, you could have, you could have a, a loaded card, another half of the, another half of the province. You could also have another super loaded card. Like it's incredible how much business is going on around here. And I'm Has a big it fan been- of it. I'm sorry. Has it been easy for you to, uh, you know, like to fill up your schedule with, you know, the disparity of where the towns are placed and everything? Um. So I'm uh, I'm currently trying to fill my day book a little bit yeah. more. Um. Once uh, once school's finished out, I'm done at the end of April, and uh, that's what the summer is going to be for. I'm hopefully trying to get my schedule filled up every weekend, or or I'd like to like to at least I'd like to to travel this this summer. My uh, my goal. I want to I want to head down south. Yeah, if I can find if I can find some place down south that'll uh, that'll bring me in, that'd be a great that'd be a great time. Like with uh, I know because you mentioned yourself and your style, like you you are starting to see more of that, especially down in the states. You know, like the tougher, uh, more hostile, like bruiser wrestling. You know, like I I like it almost like a JD Drake who you know like he's has all the fundamentals he'll go Absolutely. in there he'll you know pop you in the mouth and you know be able to you know throw you right around the ring and that's something i love to see so that would be real, like right up your alley the real old school styles and stuff that I, I really enjoy a real slow paced brutal fight like yeah. it's there's nothing like it there's nothing like it in 
I, I, when I was, you know, looking you up, I saw pictures from when you first started at, you know, the baby face and oh, then yeah. like seeing pictures now. Oh, it's like, bring this, up these metal. <laughs> this is the biggest glow up I've seen since like Tajiri and ECW. When Thank he you, man. I appreciate face. that. So, it's incredible. It suits you perfectly. Thank you, man. Yeah. It, uh, it came naturally to be quite honest with you. Uh, I found, uh, I found a lot of inspiration in Arn Anderson, actually. Yeah. Um, once I was digging around some old tapes, I started to see, man, this guy is this guy's incredible and really doesn't get the the recognition that he deserves. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these old more old school wrestlers uh take a lot of inspiration from Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Adrian Adonis, some of these older older not not quite obscure talent, but the ones that you don't necessarily think of right off the top of your head yeah 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 coming out of the 80s uh even early 90s you're always going to hear about you know the flares the stings uh the steamboats but then like you go and you look and like okay you know your arms your tullies those guys mm-hmm. that could go in there and wrestle for you know 15 20 minutes and it's it's you know just like clockwork in there just perfect. oh absolutely and like even uh i found a i found a big connection with uh greg valentine actually in yeah. the uh in his late set, like in the late seventies era, with him, uh, him and guys like Wahoo, and th- these matches are just such a different style, and the the era just had a very different feel. Like one of my favorite angles of all time is uh, Wahoo and uh, Greg Valentine when Wah- when Valentine broke Wahoo's leg, mm-hmm. and he's just very simple, very very simple stuff goes around. Town to town, town to town, wearing a t-shirt that says I broke Wahoo's leg. The amount of hatred that this man got <laughs> from him breaking another man's leg is nothing that I've seen in a very long time, mm-hmm. especially in the modern day product. Yeah, it's uh it's a complete different vibe. Like there's oh, yeah. the crowd are energized, but you're almost in a time now where like you can see, you know, a great wrestling match, but there's so much of it that you know you're gonna forget about it three days later because it kind of gets drowned else. out. There's so yeah. much good material happening it's yeah it gets muddled it gets yeah. muddled you'll see you'll see a, a great main event on raw or you'll see a great main event on on dynamite or on a ring of honor show or even new japan and the next week okay it was the flavor of the week yeah yeah it's, we're, we're very spoiled in that sense absolutely you there's almost can't a, appreciate it as much yeah there's 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 a lot of wrestling going on right now and you know what it's great for the fans and it's great for the wrestlers, but sometimes it, people do get lost in the lost in the current, you know, mm-hmm. um, for yourself. I mean, who, like you mentioned the arms and that that's sort of the inspiration that you have for wrestling, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, who is, who's been the biggest surprise for you that you didn't expect to almost, um, I don't want to say enjoy, but like maybe who's been a biggest surprise inspiration wise for you. Are we talking in ring or are we talking in my in my career? Uh let's go with in ring first and then career. Okay. Well, uh in ring. I'm trying to think here on who honestly, so like I said, when I first when I first started to get back into the product, I was a big fan of the flippy uh Hurricane Rana, very spot heavy wrestling. Yeah. But I I this is this is gonna be a lot of people's answers nowadays, but Man, I've started to really enjoy Bret Hart's matches. Yeah. Oh my god. They're just 
there's just something about them that just everything is so calculated. Mm-hmm. Everything is so crisp. Everything is beautiful. It's and it's not overcomplicated either. It's it's very nice, easy to follow, and he can make anybody look good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And for like for career wise, who do you feel for inspirations? So uh, personally, for my career, uh, a man that has really like given me some inspiration and really put, kind of took me under his wing is. Uh, are you familiar with Tyler Turva? No, I, I'm not. So he's a so he's a he's a veteran of the Ontario scene. Okay, and uh, he's had some stints with Impact and and stuff. But he uh, he really helped me out earlier last year in getting yeah. getting from town to town, giving me lots of great advice and everything with my career. So I he's been very good to me. It, it's nice to have those people who are still willing to help and like Absolutely. you know. I don't want to say bring up, but like, you know, to not shut you out from like those Absolutely. opportunities and learning. Absolutely. Um, uh, you mentioned Bret Hart and I mean, like it, it's an incredible person to be able to go back and watch. And the one I always uh, think of is him and Piper at WrestleMania eight. Mm-hmm. Because the promo before where, you know, pro uh, like Piper's joking around and Brett's having none of it. And then you see them go in, have a match and they just beat the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite Hitman match. You know, valid. That's a valid choice, brother. That's <laughs> a valid choice. Do you have one that you prefer out of any? Honestly, uh, if I were to give, if I were to think of a favorite Bret Hart match. It's going to be a cliche answer, but it's going to be either one of the three if uh, Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect. Oh, you can't go wrong with those. No, absolutely not. They're, it's it's quite literally the perfect wrestling match. Mm-hmm. If you like te- if you like technical wrestling, you'll love it. If you like over the top stuff, you'll like it. If you like if you like crisp old school vibes, you'll like it as well. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, if if I were to show somebody what what I like about wrestling. I'd be showing them that match. That's a perfect choice. Good job. Um, I saw a clip of your fallaway slam, and I don't think I've ever seen someone throw a guy as far as you did with that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck. It just goes back to the upper body strength you have. Like, <laughs> that is incredibly impressive. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, now, I want to ask a little bit about your career and just some matches that really stood out to you or moments that you've been a part of. Okay, so um, earlier this year, back in January, so I wrestled at my college at Fanshawe College. Uh, I was in the main event against uh, Kevin Bennett. Uh, Kevin Bennett, uh, famous for some AEW stuff. He's the world champion of uh, of Smash Wrestling. Okay. I, had the, I had the honor of facing him one-on-one. Um, honestly, the highlight of my career yeah. so far. Um, and for... Again, with Smash Wrestling, I had a one-on-one last year, uh, last July, with John Greed. Okay. One of the best singles matches I've ever had. And uh, just really kind of took me to that next level, being in the ring with somebody of that caliber. Mm -hmm. Of being kind of a younger man within the wrestling industry and having somebody who's 10 years my superior to help me out and make me just look like a million bucks. Uh, you mentioned being younger in wrestling and has, have you had to deal with anything uh, struggle wise with being a younger guy and being able to do as much as you've been able to so far? 
honestly, I have not run into the issue too much. Um, uh, wrestling has is a lot more open nowadays with uh, less gatekeepy than it would have been in the past with yeah. uh, 55-year-old, 60-year-old wrestlers still wanting to be in the main event, still hold titles, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, a lot of people are willing to give younger guys opportunities because they see the talent that they have. Like The group that I'm with right now, absolutely incredible talent. Guys like Rodney Matthews, uh, Michael Grayson, Bryce Hansen, Chili Brown, Miley, a lot of these guys that I that I travel the road with, these guys are absolutely incredible talents. Mm-hmm. So I think they've really deserved they've or they've really earned their spot. So mm-hmm. do you uh, like for yourself, is Smash pretty much your home promotion? Smash is probably my favorite promotion to go yeah. to. Um my home promotion right now is Hammerlock Pure Wrestling. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to branch out from there. So yeah. I'm I'm trying to like I said earlier, when uh, when school gets out and I have a little more time on my hands, I'd like uh, I've tried to like make shots anywhere that I possibly can. Yeah, so it's pretty much just been sticking to Ontario currently, or have yeah, you been currently... able to dip to Quebec? No. Yeah, no, not not quite yet. No, no. But come the you know after April, then fuck Canada. I'm hoping oyster. so. I'm hoping so. Yeah, nice. Um, now, I mean, like I always like to ask and you mentioned a few names for yourself for the listeners who might not be too fu- too familiar with the Ontario scene who should they be keeping their eye on besides yourself well so there like, like I said previously with with a couple of the people that I that I'm uh I'm currently wrestling with Bryce Hansen the young lion mm-hmm. as a throwback dynamite kid style of wrestling absolutely one of the most explosive guys that I know and he's 18 years old mm-hmm this kid is out of this world. Rodney <laughs> Matthews, uh, one half of Books and Looks, uh, Smash World, World Tag Team Champions with Michael Grayson. Rodney Matthews may be the most crisp wrestler that I have seen in a very long time. He is mm-hmm. very knowledgeable, and he is so smooth in that ring. Uh, Michael Grayson, over-the-top personality, great gimmick, and absolutely per- I, I it's it's hard to find words because I have so much respect for these people. Yeah. Um Michael Grayson, uh Rodney Matthews, great tag team. Miley might be the great uh, might be the best women's wrestler in the Ontario Indies right now that has only been wrestling for about 3 years now. Mm-hmm. So the best youngest female wrestler within Ontario right now and Chili Brown the amount of athleticism that this man has, he has springs for his legs. Mm-hmm. And he could go all day. If you want him to go three hours, believe me, he could go three hours. Yeah. So those guys, those guys I would keep an, a look an, an eye out for. The, uh, the promo job you just did to put them over is next level, and they should be thanking you for that one. That was great. I missed one, actually. Hold on. Okay. I got one more. Okay. Um, the Moon Dog, Ethan Dukes. Yeah, Ethan Dukes, my tag partner, lovely guy, incredible in the ring, and the gimmick, the barking, the chain, the jean shorts, the throwback, absolutely everything about it, amazing. Do you have a preference over singles or tag team wrestling for yourself? Honestly, man, I love all aspects of wrestling. Yeah. Um, I'd like to do some more tag stuff, actually. Um. 
like I find a, a lot of inspiration from guys like the Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll yeah. Express, the Road Warriors, and the Stan- the Steiners, all these classic eighties tag teams, and I've I've really found an appreciation for the art form that is tag wrestling and proper tag wrestling as well. Mm-hmm. Just a it's it's a chance to have more dance partners and for it to be a little bit different and you can work out a little more ideas and you can play play with things a little bit more than singles but i still love a good singles grudge match yeah i still love a good singles match as well you had mentioned uh how one of the guys reminded you of dynamite kid and him and British Bulldog, I mean, they're they're so known for you know their work in Stampede and their work in WWF. But uh, I, not to go back to Japan too much, but their work in all Japan, like against like Furnace and Crawford and stuff, uh-huh. that that stuff is magical. It's it's crazy to see in that era where you don't see stuff like that mm-hmm. happen, but these guys are doing it, and it's it it looks like what you're seeing today. Mm-hmm. Dynamite was such an incredible athlete, and Bulldog was so powerful. Such a just a big dude. It's a big dude busting all these big moves. Yeah, and he was he was fle- like not flexible. He was very agile too. He was, like, ad- yeah, he was very fast and agile for yeah. a guy that was six five and close to three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I got a couple more for you, then I'll let you uh, enjoy your Friday evening. But um. I always like to ask for a match recommendation. So one okay. that you're a fan of that, uh, you know, it, it could be, you know, up on YouTube, up on, you know, the WWE network, wherever, but one that you think the listeners should go check out. Let me, uh, let me see if I can find the, 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 cause there's many, many of these match or these two guys have wrestled. Oh, many, many, many times over. Let me find the exact match real quick. So, um, it's Bobby Eaton and Aaron Anderson at Super Brawl 5, I want to say. Okay. So it's uh, the one where Bobby Eaton beats Aaron Anderson for the TV title. Mm-hmm. So it's right after uh, Stan Lane and Jim Cornette have left WCW and they finally give Bobby a, a singles run. It's one of the most believable buy-in matches that you'll ever see. You see the selling from Bobby. Ah, 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 oh my God. And you just... You buy into him and you want him to win so badly. And when he finally get finally hits that big leg drop off the top rope, finally gets that one, two, three on iron. Pure magic. There, there's something to be said about just how like incredible Bobby was in the ring. And just like he was crisp, he was smooth, and like he could put on a fantastic match. Like this, they'll say, like, people be like, oh, he could put on a, a great match with a broom. And he's one of those guys that could go out there and make that broom look like a million bucks. Oh, exactly. Like he was one of those dudes that didn't necessarily have the physique, mm-hmm. didn't necessarily have the talking ability for it. But when he stepped in between those ropes, he showed you what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the show up in uh, for Smash Wrestling tomorrow, but what else uh, do you have? Hammerlock, pure. Oh, Hammerlock, Hammerlock. Sorry, Hammerlock tomorrow. Yeah. Um, uh, but this will be coming out afterwards. But what do you have coming up? Because I know you got a CWE tour when they're doing out in Ontario. What else? Yeah. Uh, so as far as I'm aware, that's all I have. Uh, actually, no, sorry. I do have a date uh, May 27th uh, as well, also up north uh, with Project X Wrestling. Um, and it's going to be... Uh, the card is still a mystery right now. Mm-hmm. So we're uh, they're, they're going to be slowly announcing that very soon. 
uh, but that'll be in late uh, late May. So that's what I have slated so far, and I'm hoping to pick up some more bookings uh, down the down the road. Is this your first uh, stint with CWE when they're coming out your way? Yep. So this is my first tour, actually. So yeah. I've uh, I've never wrestled up north before. So it'll be a very different experience. It'll be uh, very fun, though. I'm I'm excited for the three day tour. It'll be nice to do a back to back to back. It's mm-hmm. my first uh, first triple header weekend as well. Uh, I think like th- your style and your appreciation for wrestling will like fit in perfectly with CWE. So I'm I'm excited for your chance there. Sweet. I appreciate that, man. I, I like the I like the old school road style of wrestling too. You're in, in a different town night to night to night. It's just there's something appealing about being on the road for weeks weeks at a time. Uh, and it's something to be said. It's the same group of guys, so you're able to learn and build off each other and Absolutely. develop those relationships. Yes. Um, for social media, where can the listeners find you? Uh, if or if you have anything else you'd like to plug. Uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube at Mick Brickhouse McGuire. I do have a couple matches with Smash up there, a few matches with Hammerlock up there. Uh, new matches will be posted uh, within the next couple weeks. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Brickhouse.mm, and you can also find me on Facebook at uh, Mick Brickhouse McGuire. Perfect. Mick, that was fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, man. I, th- I appreciate the I appreciate the time, and I appreciate the outlet for it. Thank you so much to Mick McGuire for joining me here on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Very stoked for him getting this opportunity with CWE, some of the big matches they have planned for him. So definitely, if you get the chance, check him out. Thank you to him. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GrainmakerPod. You can find me Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Up on all podcast streaming platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, email GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me doing some streaming up on Love Wrestling on their Twitch channel, so definitely check out their Twitter account. I usually try to hit up the Sunday brunch uh, just to shoot shit, shoot the shit and talk wrestling. So uh, definitely check out all the great things that Love Wrestling is doing. And yeah, I got t-shirts available, 25 bucks a piece. You will look very fashionable heading into spring and summer. So if you're interested, hit me up. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.